Choosing a career in sales is a risk many people aren't willing to take. But if you can handle the risk, a sales career can be the most rewarding challenge you'll ever face. My name is Roger Burnett, and this is the place where we study together how to win at the game of sales by examining unique strategies behind successful sales efforts and seek ways to find our own success in what continues to be a fascinatingly complex marketplace. If your goal is to create a standout sales career amidst the noise and endless competition, these discussions with leaders in the field will inform, educate, entertain, and inspire you. Get ready to uncover your unfair advantage. Welcome to the So You're in Sales podcast. This episode of the So You're in Sales podcast is brought to you by Badger Maps. Do you work in field sales? Then you've experienced what I've experienced, leaving the house, driving around, visiting customers, and popping into potential new accounts without having a real plan of action. It's easy to waste time driving around until I tried Badger. Badger's a route planner for field sales teams, and it can help you sell up to 25% more by optimizing your driving routes and meeting schedule. Cool, right? Badger can knock 20% off the amount of time you spend driving around each day, and that's more time to get deals closed. Badger will also automatically update your customer information in your CRM, so it'll get your sales manager off your back too. Never be late to a sales meeting again, and start your free trial of Badger Maps today by heading to badgermaps.com slash podcast. That's badgermaps.com podcast and start your free trial today. So I have a quick confession to make. After a long and storied history of being an early technology adopter, like I was the guy who always had whatever the newest version of the iPod would be way back in the beginning when that thing was still a brick and you had to uh, use a little circle to scroll through the menus. Yeah. Back in the really early days, like MP3 days, that's how old school I am. But there's always new technologies that are coming out. And when there's an explosion around a new technology, it often lends itself to being the land of opportunity from a sales perspective. So while it's taken me a little bit longer than usual to wrap my brain around things like cryptocurrency and Web3 And now things like NFTs, I'm not surprised to see what could potentially be a massive opportunity for those who can figure it out in the early stages of things where the opportunity for speculation is greatest. And as I want to learn about this, who better to bring into the discussion than someone like Meg Erber, who I've been listening to give discussions around these topics within the promotional marketing industry for going on a year now. And so I thought it would be great to bring her on to the program and do a little bit more of a deep dive into these topics and see where those areas of opportunity might exist. I thought it was a fascinating conversation. I hope you do too. Give it a listen. Why I think this discussion is important for a person who is in sales, especially for someone who manages the sales budget, who owns the company and has to decide where to put the investments that they may be able to make in 
the marketing of what they're doing for their business to help create more opportunity. Mm -hmm. This topic is super relevant because none of us hardly know anything about this. And yet many of us will have kids who play Fortnite or do things that if we walk by and go, Hmm, what would be the practical application of what I'm watching that be is where the real opportunity is. And, and even for an old guy like me who, you know, a lot of people will say to me like, Oh, you're such a forward thinker. Oh, you're always sort of on the forefront of things. I've been listening to this topic for well over a year. Mm -hmm. And while I feel like I'm starting to get it, it's important for the salesperson's responsibility from a marketing budget perspective to decide, are there ways that the use of NFT and Web3, which really to me is the underpinning of all of this, is we have a brand new internet on our hands. And most people don't recognize that because we're so used to just typing in the URL and it taking us to a place as opposed to this idea of coming home at the end of the day and putting on a thing and going somewhere completely different. Right. And how could we, where could we spend time talking about this? And Meg, you've done, you know, I I know you well enough to know that you're humble enough to say like, you're a white belt. That's what I heard you say. You're a white belt in this discipline. And yet, so many other people haven't even been able to wrap their brains around how the three letters NFT even come together in a way that makes sense. And we're not even really going to like, I don't want to spend a lot of time talking about the definition or any of those things. What I really want to spend more time talking about would be the practical sales application of if you were going to consider something like, here's the real crux of it. I, as a business person, You know, we're a half million dollar business right now. We're on our way to a million dollars. But even for us, marketing expenditures are something you really have to weigh super heavily because you could piss this money away super easy. Mm -hmm. And it can be super uber frustrating to be like, oh, my God, I spent all of this money on something like I went to a trade show and exhibited. And I came home with no leads whatsoever or I'm advertise on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or any of these things, and I didn't get any leads. And that happens to a lot of small business people because they don't have a real strong understanding of why they're making the investments that they're making to have a better understanding of how to best leverage that investment to their benefit. Okay. So you and I, Meg Erber, how many trade shows have you attended in your lifetime? I thousand maybe maybe not it feels like it but it does and then the countless number of hours that you've invested on your company's behalf on your own behalf to be in that place to have that opportunity to watch those people walk by and give you the thousand mile stare that they don't want to talk to you at all and to think that we could as business people potentially with this technology change that entire paradigm so that yes we could still attend yes we could still participate but have it be something completely different than it may have been in the past because ding dong it's two days before the event my doorbell rings and there's a box there 
And in that box is that thing that you just held up. And it's from the people who are putting on the event. And it says, Tuesday at 9 a.m., I want you to slip this thing on and a whole brand new world is about to open itself up to you. And it has financial ramifications. It has time ramifications and it has a tremendous amount of opportunity attached to it. Yes. hundred percent. Okay. So that's what, that's where I want to, like, let's just stay right here. Like most of the time, a trade show investment for the small business person is the single largest marketing expenditure that they will invest in a year. And to think that there's a way for us to re-swizzle this in a way that like, yeah, it still might be a little bit expensive, but in a completely different kind of way is where Meg Erber, the traveling trade show queen that she is, probably better so than most anyone else in I could bring to this discussion could say, oh my God, look at all of the ways that we could leverage and harness this thing. Okay. So I'm going to open the floor up to you because I'm not going to be able to ask you a lot of great questions. I just know that there's application here. And I think that you've had a chance to really think this through in a way that the average Joe or Sue has not. Right. So I apologize. First off, the kitten has like the zoomies <laughs> I'm trying to like get her to calm down. So first I will say that this space is a very community driven space. Um, there and in any community, there's going to be good guys and bad guys. So I just have to say ahead of time, like, yes, I am still a white belt in this space, but you have to do your research. Um, don't just blindly give away money. Don't just blindly buy something or buy into something just because it looks good. Um, yeah. So let's go. Um, let's gosh, where can we start off with this? So let's start off with the Oculus first. Now, I really actually the point that you were trying to drive about getting one of these in the mail right before an event and unboxing that and, and seeing all the possibilities is kind of was my strategy going into an event that I'm on a board for, on a committee for. Um, so it's a more of a regional show. I'm just going to use this as an example because I don't know if it's going to come to fruition or not. We're still like trying to plan it and, and get it all, but it's kind of great to talk about it and my thought process going into it as well because you're, we're sharing the same vision here. So um, Promotions East, right? We Everybody's been to that years and years and years. And we all know over the course of the last 10 years, it's been a slowly declining trade show. We all we all know, right? It's not like it's an elephant in the room. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Sagni had partnered with PPAI. Um, then they had partnered with the Imprinted Sportswear Show. And then ultimately, they just decided to go back and, and do their own thing. And then COVID hit, right? Um, so I've been on this committee for the last two years planning this new reinvented trade show. Um, and then we're working with a trade show company and we have an entire board and we're doing all these different things. But then the safety, the safe aspect of the show is, hey, let's go back and do that golf outing again. Let's go back and do that. The same old things that we were doing. And, I, and that's great. It, it brings those people back, the same old people back. But that's not what we're trying to sell here. We're trying to sell being different, right? We want to we want to sell this innovation and how we can sell this new technology to our customers. So I, um, so then let me, so pin that for a moment about in, in November, I had hosted a panel, um, uh, for web three, um, of experts from all over the, uh, the world, not just the country. I had, um, you know, the Boston block chair, uh, the chair from the Boston blockchain. Sorry. I had the, um, founder of metaverse, the glimpse group. I mean, you name it. We, I was like out of my element, but <laughs> I always say, you know, surround yourself with people that are smarter than you. Right. Because it's, if you're in the, if you're in the room and you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Okay. 
get, get rid of that ego and, and, and be this, be the, the, not the smartest person in the room and learn some stuff. Yeah. So, um, I did this panel and, and a lot of things came from it. Right. And, and one of the people on this panel was this woman named Sophia Machado and she is the co-founder of ready player golf. So I was so blown away by this technology and the opportunities that it presented that I pitched it to the promotions East committee and, and not, nobody got it because at first, because everyone, nobody had an Oculus. Everyone's like, well, I don't know. Like we like golf. And I'm like, that's great. But we have this regional show with almost a national presence. We are the Vegas show of the East coast. We've right. renovated it. We've moved locations. We've done everything different. Let's bring in something different. So that if, some CEOs or decision makers or big buyers from these companies want to be a part of it, but they don't want to drive across the country or fly across the country to do this regional event. They can join in in a networking event that's available to everybody. And so I pitched Ready Player Golf. Um, there's a lot of roadblocks in the way, like the internet on having it on the show floor. So now we're trying to just work our way around it. But if you think about a golf outing, if you ever if you play golf and you do a charity golf outing, you go, you pay because you are you're going to pay a lot of money because you want this money to go to a charity of your you know whatever that you feel strongly about and you're going out to golf. So that's not out of the norm. It's an easy segue into this space because you you can correlate the two. And I don't golf, but I had a lot of fun playing it. Um, and then the capabilities, the branding capabilities are endless. So what I pitched um, to the board was, let's say <clears throat> we get some show sponsors. A, we're going to need an apparel sponsor. We're going to need, you know, there's whole sponsors. There's all kinds of sponsors. There are sponsorship opportunities that are available. So let's say SNS or Alpha Broda or Sanmar wanted to sponsor and be like that quarter zip or the hat, you know. So every golfer then would get that quarter zip or that hat. You do where I'm going with this, Roger? I certainly do. <laughs> Within that sponsorship, they would also be giving away a 3D piece of merchandise that their avatar can now wear during that golf outing, during a metaverse meeting, during whatever they're doing. Now they are wearing a branded piece of merchandise from that tournament, from that supplier or whatnot. Um, and now they can use it. They can wear it to all their meetings. And it's such a really good opportunity to show how branding can work here and be able to show off some, some new 3D opportunities. There's just, it's endless. And it's not necessarily for the suppliers of our industry to be selling it. It's to really kind of show that this is another option so that we can give these tools to the distributors like yourself to be able to offer to their clients because it's becoming more mainstream as we go. I mean, if you watch the Super Bowl, they, they gave each attendee an NFT. Now, I know we didn't want to talk about definitions, but we should probably say what an NFT is. It is a non token. Yeah. <laughs> example is the exact right way to try to explain this to someone. So, yeah. So, so it's like you a, spent the bajillion dollars to attend this event, kind of like attending a trade show. Yep. And in addition to all the things that come along with that, they they broke some ground and created a new thing that they could give people for that massive investment that they, that they uh, had invested. Right. Exactly. And so what's really neat about these NFTs is that it could just be a, an image, right? A JPEG. Like what's great about a JPEG? Well, you can kind of program in a contract to it. So let's say it is a picture. I actually don't know what the NFT looked like. I didn't get to see it, but it could have been like the touchdown that won the game or whatever. And it could have been a picture of that. It so, actually was the ticket. 
Oh, so that's really cool too. Because I mean, how many times have you kept the tickets from concerts or or Super Bowls? Like that's insane. Like that's like, oh, I went to this. I got the first NFT from a Super Bowl. That's going to be worth some money. So what the NFL would do is they will then program in um, a smart contract. So anytime that's um, the NFT is resold, they could have a percentage, 10%, 20%, whatever, go back to the owner of that NFT. So it is a way for artists, um, sports figures, people to make money outside of their traditional contracts um, within, you know, Live Nation or the NFL or whatever. So you have some really cool options as far as um, with the NFTs, but that was one. And, and it's going more mainstream. I mean, if you watch the UFC, you'll see uh, FTX or Crypto.com. You, have, you see all these um these platforms for people to trade and buy cryptocurrency. So the more mainstream we see, the easier it's going to get um, to buy and trade. And, you know, we'll, we're going to see it more mainstream, but that's why we're getting in on this now on the ground level in our industry, because we know that people are asking for it. We know that it's going mainstream. So who better to supply our customers with this new technology that can be meshed with our physical promo items that we give to them. You know, it's just an add-on. It's not going to replace it, I don't think, not for a very long time. And we don't want it to because this is our job. This is our passion. We love <laughs> promo. We breathe it. We entangle into everything that we do. Um, but it's just an add-on. And like I said, we don't want our customers, speaking for you, we don't want your customers to go looking elsewhere when they can get these things from you. Yeah. yeah so, well, so, so there's a couple pieces here. So Probably the biggest hurdle for the average listener to wrap their brain around is the notion that literally you can come home from your real world and leave it and go to a place where there are people and activities and things and entertainment and an entire other alternate world that exists in a different plane online. And if you have kids who have played those kinds of games, in reality, that's what they're doing. And the, to me, the biggest breakthrough for those people who know this artist, the artist Travis Scott, last year, had a concert inside the virtual reality platform that was attended by millions of people. And the entertainment value of that concert was different because it wasn't his physical presence, they had created an electronic version of him and he could oh, yeah. morph, morph his shape and do things that would be physically impossible in real life on the platform to the benefit and entertainment of the people who were att- attending. Yeah. Thing. And unlike a traditional concert where the number of seats are limited in the alternate universe, the seats are unlimited. So he was able to create this massive revenue generating opportunity for himself as an artist within that platform because he had the understanding of how he could create a unique experience for the people who would be interested in interacting with his content in a way that would be so unique and so different. Okay. So let's, let's think about that within the context of a business. So, I, you, anyone who's listening to this that's responsible for the sales line of their organization has competition. And most likely, one or more of those competitors are going to be less expensive than you. So how do you justify someone making the choice to do business with you over 
all of the litany of other choices that are available in the space, many of which you don't even need any human interaction. You can buy whatever anybody sells on the internet. So you need to have something that you can point to to say, this is the justification of why you should consider me in this crowded and noisy and difficult marketplace of whatever it is that you're selling. And secondarily, depending on the age demographics of the people that are buying what you sell, the likelihood of you being able to create this differentiation opportunity in this alternate plane is enormous because most of us have no idea what the hell is going on so that if you, even if you don't do it well, by starting it, you're giving yourself this chance to be able to create that differentiation opportunity, especially if the demographic of consumers who buy what you sell are already migrating to this platform, which they're doing in droves. Mm -hmm. right? Okay, so I need to spend money to draw attention to my business. Yep. I need a way to be able to make a memory in a unique kind of way for the people who I would want to consider as my potential client. What better way to do this? And especially because there's no travel expense. There's like the prep time is such a different animal than I got to drive four hours and set up my booth and, you know, mm -hmm. oh my God, my backdrop didn't show up. It didn't ship, you know, yeah. all of the things that go along with the misery of what we have to do <laughs> to be the traveling, traveling trade show um, industry, which we totally are. So that's why I see it as being such a, a, an interesting way to allow for us. Okay, so time out on that. We'll call it 20 second time out, all right? Here's the, here's the, so for us, for our customers, if we're doing things right, they should see us as a branding partner. Someone who's going to take whatever aspects of that company brand that the organization has communicated to us as being like, here's who we are and this is what our brand is all about. If we're doing our job well, our job is to bring new interesting opportunities to have things that are on brand for our customers and prospects. And there's no cost of goods. There's no shipping. There's like so much of this eliminates a lot of the friction that ordinarily gets created because the supply chain, which by the way, I don't know if anybody notices, there's a little bit of problem in the supply chain. <laughs> I know. Right? So touch on where I'm going with, with so, that. Yes, and I think this is really good too because with all the supply chain issues, um, people have to think outside the box, right? So it's going back to these Oculuses, like sending out a kit, okay? And then you send out a kit and it has that branded quarter zip, it has this and it has a pen, whatever. What you have, we have vendors in this industry like um, Snugs that are doing some really cool things in the metaverse. So you can you you send out these. All right, let's let's rewind this. I see. Okay, all right, let's rewind this. I like. I you're. I'm trying to like answer all the questions at once. I know. I can't. I'm like this is so. There's so much here. So I'm going to do a perfect example. There is a need. Okay. So Michael Scott Cohen of Harper Scott. They saw this need and then. Over a weekend, I think he just built out a metaverse. It actually inspired me to do that as well. So I am working on a metaverse so I can say, hey, let's have a sales meeting in the metaverse because I'm just doing something different. You can buy T-shirts from anybody You can in our industry. You know, They're buying them from me because I want, I'm standing out. I'm, I'm taking those initial steps to be different, 
to kind of pave that way to say, hey, we don't just have to do it the same old way. And I and for the past couple of years, I've been making a very big push on sustainability. Yeah. And this is eliminating all those costs of back and forth shipping samples, um, you know, your stuff that ends up in the in the landfill. This is really eliminating all of that. Now, what I'm saying is this isn't going to eliminate it all completely or right away. It's just an add-on at this point. It's a really good add-on. But I think having that metaverse and having that option to be able to like meet your clients there where I haven't seen you since Vegas. Oh, no, I, I saw, I'm sorry. I take it back. I saw you in band together. But before that, I haven't seen you since Vegas a couple of years ago. And that's most of the people in this industry. Yep. So it really allows just so much creativity. Um, so, yeah. So now you want to hold a meeting in a metaverse for your clients. So you would make that initial investment. So it's kind of what I was thinking for Promotions East. We have a sponsorship for the Oculuses. So when we send them a kit, now I have... 50 CEOs, decision makers, buyers that are getting these Oculuses. These are the people that I want to have them because I want them to see how cool this is. Then say, hey, I want my customers. I'm sorry. I want my sales reps to be offering this to their customers. Hey, it's going to take back a lot of expenses on the road, the mileage, the gas. Um, it'll cut back on some of the sample costs. But again, it's not even about the cost or it's just literally about being different right now. Because over the last two years, we've had a lot of time to sit back and reflect about how we want to do things. A lot of it was survival mode in the beginning, but now that we've, now that we've been doing this for the last two years, now it's time to find ways to do it better. Yep. Um, I kind of do this in jujitsu a lot too. So I'm gonna kind of explain it that way. And I, uh, it's what I do to my students. So when I'm training at a gym, right? We could be doing the same move. I'm teaching the same move to everybody. So we all learn it. So we all know how to beat it. We all are just sitting here beating each other with the same move. So if I go to a different gym and I cross train, they might teach that just a little bit different. Put your foot here, put your hip here or whatever it is. I take that back now. I'm beating everybody until they catch on. And now we're all growing together. We're all getting better. And I think it's going to be like that for our industry as well. We just kind of have to help each other um, and just, you know, one at a time, one day at a time with us. And I think it's going to be really neat to see the outcome when it's all done. I have a national real estate organization as a client. Okay. And very early on in this whole process, they, they built exactly what you're talking about. And they have 70,000 agents worldwide. Imagine how having an opportunity to invite all 70,000 people to a centralized place online. They can have motivational speakers. They can have educational events. They can have things that are entertaining. They've had concerts in this. Oh, yeah. All that stuff happens. Yeah. Great networking opportunity. So so you're not necessarily, so you're listening and you're like, well, I don't go to trade shows. What we want you to think about is every sales organization has a different set of things that they use to try to entice a potential prospect to become a client. And this is just another way for you to be able to attract the people that you would potentially want to have as your prospects, especially if, I keep saying it over and over and over again, if the demographics of the buyer community you seek are the right group, you not being there means you're leaving yourself open to competitors that are. Are there exactly? And and about the realtor, the realtor business, man. This, like, I just, this just came to me. So look, I'm buying. A, I'm trying to buy another house right now as a 
Airbnb property or something. And I've been looking in, in Maine, there's a specific location that I want, but the real estate is just, it goes so quickly that if I'm not up there to buy it, it's going to go. Right. So for me as a buyer, how been, I mean, I can do the pictures, I can do the 3d tour, but unless I'm there or I really don't get to see, I can, a lot of it could be hidden or a lot of it could be not to scale or, or whatnot. Cause pictures are very deceiving. If right. those realtors bid out, built out a model, I mean, usually there's already um, pictures, there's 3D pictures, but there's also the floor plans. This could easily be built into single metaverses where, hey, if I'm the buyer, I can go into that platform and, and on my own walk around the house from the comfort of my home. Yep. And then you have other sponsorship opportunities for, think about this, for the um, the the finance people, the loan people, the everything that goes along with buying a house, the concierge, right. the, you know, there's so many title opportunities, company. right? Title companies. My mom used to own a title company. Mm-hmm. There's just a lot of branding opportunities for everybody to get involved here that, and they don't have to leave. So I'm not going to go up to Maine every weekend or every other day. I can't, but if I can put this on and go view a new house, I could, I could probably buy one a lot quicker or at least narrow it down and say, okay, now I'm going to come because I've got three or four good quality houses in that location. Instead, I'm just missing them all. And I know from my discussions with people that I interact with that things like, hey, would you, are you going to go back to a live sporting event? For many people, I know the answer is unequivocally no. Oh, wow. Really? Will you, it's a way to do it, but. Will you go to a live concert again? Unequivocally no. The world has changed. Yeah, it has. This has changed things now. So by creating an opportunity for us to replace the in-person in an immersive kind of way. Because if you've not been in those goggles yet, it's gonna blow your mind at how immersive it really is. So getting in there and kind of seeing what that, that metaverse can represent will give you the chance to get your wheels turning. And the entry point of this whole thing really is Things like those goggles that you just <laughs> that you just showed us. So it's not as if there are tremendous barriers for your participation. It's just a matter of making up your mind that in the marketing cadence of what you're trying to do for your prospects, I always say that you should culminate that that stretch of things you're trying to do with something that's really unique and exciting that would get that person from behind their desk and out somewhere with you that it's not the more formal I'm coming in to make a sales call on you or we're meeting, you know, on zoom. No, this is like, I want to get your attention. Yes. And by building little breadcrumbs along the way to tell people, and Oh, by the way, if you continue with me on this journey, there's this really amazing thing that's going to happen at the end of this cycle. You can build up that interest and that momentum around getting someone excited about the idea of this amazing once in a lifetime in their minds, it really would be like, Oh my God, I've never done anything like this before. And by doing that, you give yourself that real opportunity for your brand to be the one that when they're considering all of the other options that they may choose, they're like, yeah, but man, Roger took me out to this amazing conference that I never even had to leave my desk for I want to do that again. So I'm probably going to keep paying attention to him and his company because if he did it that time and it was this good, six months from now when he does the next one, how much better could it potentially be? And isn't that really what all of us are trying to do is to create that stickiness mm-hmm. 
for what it is that we want that person to do with us along the way. I just, I don't, I don't see many other opportunities to do it to the degree and the um, interest that it could create like it can do here. And, and I agree all that. And I think the initial investment isn't what people actually would even think. It's not hundreds of thousands of dollars. No. These are 300 bucks. You could go pick this up for 300 bucks. Like that's minuscule compared to what they used to be. In addition, if you are trying to build out a metaverse for to, to meet your customers in, it's only if, depending on how extensive, I mean, if you're going to put out a concert and you're Travis Scott, you're, it's going to be pretty hefty because of the, the data. But if you're someone like you or I, it's only a couple thousand dollars to have a, a small metaverse meeting belt or a stage or a room conference um, with the add-ons with the 3D uh, images or apparel or promo. I mean, there are so many opportunities for promotional products and promo in general in this space. So it's really exciting. You just got to ask the right questions and, and, and keep talking about it. And then when people see that you're passionate about it, they're going to come to you. Like you came to me because I'm the expert. <laughs> no, it's, I'm just one of the first people to, to really get out there and do it. And I think by keep talking about it, by keep advocating it, we're making it mainstream for our industry like the big players in the, in the real world are making it mainstream for them. Yep. So, well, and think of it this way. So you, you just, let's just say it's five grand. Okay. Yeah. Around that. Most trade shows cost five grand. And if you said, if I said to you, you're like, Oh, I'm going to go participate in whatever trade show it is. My first question to you is what do you hope to get out of that? And most of the time people would say leads, right? Okay, so maybe there's 5,000 people at the event. Some percentage of those 5,000 are going to visit you. Some percentage of the people who visit you are going to be interested. And some of the people who are interested will ultimately convert to clients, right? How much work do you have to go through to sift through all of those 5,000 people to get down to the people that you really want? Or the 10 people you really want, you send them this. Because if it really was 10 at the end of the event that you were trying to get your arms around, don't you think that the 10 probably would be more interested in the box that showed up with the yeah. headset in it? And like you said, to your point, most likely we can spread the cost of this out amongst not just us. There's going to be other people that if you went to them and said like, hey, um, you'd be a great partner for me. I know you don't know anything about this, but I do. Would you be willing to give me some money to help me make this be a thing? And the likelihood of them saying no is probably mitigated to a certain degree because, oh, my God, the novelty of this. Yeah. And those 10 people who you send that headset to, what's the likelihood they're going to be like, meh? <laughs> you know? I so, know. And, and not only that, for people like yeah, for, you know, suppliers or even if you're doing this for your customers, the, um, the analytics that are available – so if I have a trade show booth and you walk in and you only look and everyone's just looking at one thing, I'll know. I will know how long you clicked on that, how long you if you picked up this water bottle, if you made it bigger or smaller. How, and I will know that as the back end. So that that is so valuable because if you go to a trade show and you have those 5000 people just walking through the booth, the only leads that you're going to get are the leads that you scan. 
But now everybody that's coming into your booth is essentially being scanned. And now you know what they're interested in. So when you go to follow up with them, you know exactly what they're interested in. They really like that water bottle that was this big, but then they filled it with wine and then it was this big. And we like, we know, we know. <laughs> and even better if we already have their logo. Yeah. And, and then you put it right on there when they walk in. And oh, well, or better yet, you looked at it. Let me just do a spec sample and send it to you. So now you have the physical piece as well. <laughs> so, Perfect. hey, I saw that you were not only interacting with us, but you were interested in this very specific item based on the amount of time that you spent with it. So let me just be proactive there you go. in your hands so that you have the opportunity. We're just shortening this cycle between prospect to client yep. because we're using the information that they're sharing with us by participating in this to our collective advantage, we could go on about this forever. And just, it's yeah, so I told you, I was like, this, this is a topic that I could talk about for hours and we've only touched on a tiny little piece of it. I mean, you have, gosh, there's just so much to talk about. I literally, I, I love it. You have digital and digital, digital branded merchandise first, right? You've got the wearing and using of the digital merch in the metaverse the gaming sponsorships, sponsorships in general, depending on where you are. Like I said, if you've got the realtors, you have everything that goes along with realtors. You have banking, you have everything. That, it's just, there's so much. Um, you, so the advertising, um, I actually, so, all right, let me ask you a question. I, I know it's not the question, but it's a question. Let's say it's 200 years ago or even hundred years ago, even 50 years ago. And someone came to you and said, I'm going to, I'm going to sell you, or I have a piece of property in Times Square and I'm going to sell to you for $20,000, even $50,000. What would you say? Let's go. Let's go. Right. <laughs> Let's do it here. Take my money. Right. <laughs> so that's one thing. That's kind of how I got involved in this. VJ has been in this crypto space for about two years and he came up to me and he was like, Meg, check this out. And it was um, just like a teaser video for this metaverse called Blocktopia. And uh, when I tell you, it was like Times Square, but and, it, and they're about to have a land sale very soon. We're already in on, on that ground level. So now I have a store that's already being rented out. So once the land sale goes out in particular, it's residual income. I don't have to do anything. I don't even have to do the store. I just own the location and people are renting it from me in Times Square. So I have that Times Square billboard. Boom. Um, NFT drops. You yeah. get in early. Get so in early. early right? <laughs> yeah. So that's all. I want people to start thinking that way. Like where can, where is my money, my investment best serve? Is it in the NFTs? Is it in the blockchain? Is it in the V chain? V chain, I feel like will revolutionize our entire, entire industry. And that is just a brief snippet. That is being able to track an item from inception to delivery. Yeah. Talk about transparency. That's that will literally rev, that's a whole other podcast. So keep that. But the global and um, virtual trade shows that people are attending, the whole avatar doors, that to me is where I think our focus should be now, because as a supply chain of our industry down to the end user, we can all offer it to our customers throughout. So lots of opportunity. Right. So either your brain is exploding because none of this makes any sense to you or you're super excited because Maybe we've done a decent job of at least teasing out like some of the ways that you as the business owner or the person responsible for the sales line in the organization might be able to use this to your advantage. My good friend in Promo Cares and my buddy Meg that I've known more years than either of us want to admit gets, <laughs> <laughs> gets to ask me 
a question that I have no idea what she's going to ask me about. So I'm going to grit my teeth as she's coming up with something that's going to make me have to think. Okay. So I did a demo for this Ready Player Golf and I'm going to, I'm going to throw Rachel Levin under the bus because she had the coolest idea. So I did this demo and um, they put me in this like thing and it was so cool, but I had my avatar built out to my specs, right? I think most people will want to, but Rachel was like, I have a question. I have a question. I want to be a pterodactyl. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, Okay. And that's possible. So if you, in the metaverse, what, if you could be anything but yourself, what would you be? Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, cause the, the options are endless, right? So. And some of the, um, done well being unique only makes you that much more interesting in that space. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, uh, I think I would go like something Native American. Okay. That speaks to my heritage. And um, so whether that was an implement, if it was a wigwam, if it was, you know, something that people would be like, why did you make that choice? Yeah. I would be able to offer an explanation to say like, this wasn't just a random selection. It's, meant to be a representation of it's why our business phone number is 313 as the area code because i'm from detroit and (laughs) even though i've not lived in detroit for a very long time i'm still a detroit kid at heart so that's a very small way for me to be able to sort of shout out to what it is that made me who i am so i think that would be super fun to do something along those lines and to um Maybe I would be, and this is going to, some people will not remember this. There used to be way back when, when I was a kid, there used to be these uh, public service announcement commercials on television. And there would, there was this very old Indian that he cried a single tear because of the way that we were destroying the environment. <laughs> right. And so uh, I can see that for you. I can see that. Right? Yeah. That's, that's it. it. That's your avatar. <laughs> so yeah, that was a good one. That was probably the the most interesting question I've been asked so far. Oh, I like yeah. winning awards. <laughs> so, Meg, you and I are going to go do this promo cares thing real quick. So why don't we leave the people with what it is that you and I and the rest of the promo cares board are up to when it comes to supporting Ukraine and what is just the most god awful situation known to man? Well, yeah, I'm glad that you um, gave us this little this platform to, to talk about that. So yes, uh, I think all of us were sitting back like wondering what can we do? Because we, we're so far away. What can we do? What can we do? What can we do? And it's it's so heartbreaking. As a veteran, I see it one way, you know, everyone sees it a different way and how they want to get involved, but like we just couldn't figure out what we wanted to do. Yep. Um, I know Danny had had some meetings with Jonathan Isaacson and, and we um, all sat down as a board. We had an emergency board meeting and we decided, hey, listen, let's do what we do best, right? We're going to raise some money. Let's, let's fully vet a charity and let's lo- use promo to leverage um, the and get the excitement around have, people wanting to donate. You know, so what we did is we designed a limited edition T-shirt. Um, we went out and requested um, donations 
from when I say donations, um, I'll get into that, but we requested donations from supplier partners and we are choosing to highlight compassion over competition. So when I say donations that I reached out to SNS Activewear to donate t-shirts. Then we reached out to Vantage Apparel and asked them to print the t-shirts. Then we reached out to Alpha Broder and asked them to distribute the t-shirts. So we have three big competitors who would normally not want to collaborate on a project together. But what we're doing ever <laughs> but we you know we know that we can put that aside um and show that we are standing as one in solidarity for ukraine and that's the message and when we start sending that message out we had other companies come out and say hey i want to be part of this so then i was that hey, hey we are all about the competition here so i want to know who your biggest competitor is and i'm also going to go reach out to them and see if they want to get involved and that right now since this weekend i've had like four or five different companies that want to get on and offer company challenges which is so exciting. So we're going to see this. We have a $50,000 goal in mind. And the reason why I'm saying $50,000 is because Gemline has already graciously and generously donated or offered to match $25,000. Yep. And when I said, you know, Jonathan, this is absolutely amazing. Like, what can we do for you? And I'm, I'm putting his logo everywhere. And I, he's like, I, I don't want my logo out there just for the, the, the pat on the back. I want people to see it. So then they think they're getting involved. I need to get involved. Right. They're doing 25,000. What can I dig deep and reach into my pocketbook or pocket and also donate? Right. So we are really highlighting compassion over competition here. So that's, that's the whole goal. So what we're hoping is if you are, if this moves you at all, you know, part of, even for us, the, the scary part of wanting to do something is, being uncertain as to whether or not what I'm going to give is going to go where it needs to go. Yes. So we are taking advantage of the relationships that these owners of massively big businesses have to vet and verify that when we do make this donation, it will go to the places where it can make a tremendous impact. And we know that our industry, and the power of promo is an amplification effect. So 50,000 could potentially turn into something significantly larger than that. So knowing with confidence that you as a donor don't have to worry that the money that you're going to throw in isn't going to get to the places it needs to get to me is one of the biggest things I'm, I'm so excited to communicate to people is you don't have to go do this work. People who are much smarter than us have done that work and we're just serving as the bridge between the people who have the money and the people who know where it should go. So I'm super excited. We're going to launch this here in just a matter of hours. So uh, getting the opportunity to be able to spread this message at this important time in what is literally as I too, as the father of active military, this is really important and it's a scary time in life. And I'm, I'm, I'm gratified by the fact that we are being able to serve this purpose because it's very much what promo cares is all about. It is. And I, I want to touch on, and you had started to say it, and so did I, but we never actually got there. <clears throat> because of the donations that we receive from these partners, we are able to back out 100% of our hard costs. We don't any hard costs. So 100% of every dollar donated goes to our mission. And our mission is to support um, the Save the Children Federation they are a fully vetted 5013C charity, and they have been working with displaced children for these humanitarian crises since World War One. 
So they are the best charity for us to work with at this time. And we are like really excited to work with them. They've been great. There you have it. I'm not going to cry. My heart is full. I'm going to just leave it there. And I couldn't, I couldn't thank you enough for coming on and talking about all of these things. And I look forward to seeing you in just a little bit. Sounds good, Roger. Thank you.